Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We give thanks to you, O God, for the Word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. And in the fullness of time put all things in under subjection under your Christ. These words from the Eucharistic prayer we will be praying in just a few minutes sum up the point and point to the reasons why we are gathered here this morning with a sense of joy and celebration. We have gathered to celebrate the birth of a little baby in a place far away as well as in a time far away from where we find ourselves this morning and to remember God's promises. The phrase, in these last days, may seem a bit out of place when we are celebrating a birth that took place some 2,000 years ago, until we take into account that a scientific principle is that the Earth is some 4.54 billion years old. I just had to get geology into a Christmas sermon. <laughs> or, in a more scriptural way, a more spiritual way, we can recall the psalmist's words as translated in the wonderful hymn, O God, our help in ages past. A thousand ages in God's sight are like an evening gone. In God's time, Jesus' birth really did happen in these last days. But this is intended to be a homily about the incarnation, not about the creation. So let me change gears. The last set of lessons for the children's formation program that we've just finished was, uh, was all about they were all about the nativity story. The children of the parish have learned about the birth of Jesus from six different perspectives. The most modern one was in the Galilee Theater, always a popular place to go because of fresh popcorn. And there we showed Charlie Brown Christmas, the classic video about the true meaning of Christmas from our own age. One class focused on the Old Testament prophecies about the coming of the Messiah, while another on the visit of Mary to Elizabeth and the first encounter between John the Baptist and Jesus, even as they were being knit together in their mother's wombs. Another class considered Joseph and Mary's journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. In Mary and Martha's B&B, &B, the story of the angels proclaiming Jesus' birth to the shepherds was retold as the children created personal-sized shepherd's pie to be warmed in the oven for an end-of-class treat, another popular spot usually. The final class remembered the visit of the Magi, the gifts they brought, and then the children reflected upon their own God-given gifts, learned about Christian symbols, and made Christmas that reflected their own gifts. From the time I downloaded these lessons in mid-September, right up to the Christmas pageant last Sunday, I have lived with the nativity story today in a very intimate way, and not to be too facetious, but I'm glad it's finally here. As a result, a new piece has been added to my understanding of the Incarnation, one that others may have already figured out. Jesus' birth was not a sudden decision on God's part, not in any way whatsoever. God didn't wake up one morning and simply say, I think I'll go for a stroll on earth as a human being today. 
The Hebrew scriptures tell the story of God's desire for right relationship with humankind from the most ancient of times. God's call for right relationship between the creator and the created being is found throughout the Old Testament. Despite God's unending love and repeated attempts to teach us the right way, time and time again, humankind has erred and strayed like lost sheep. It was time to do something different. If they won't listen to prophets and sages, I'll just go myself. And so here we are to celebrate God's arrival in our midst in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. However, Jesus just wasn't beamed down to earth from the heavens. In the fullness of time, in the fullness of God's plan, God moved within the natural laws of creation to bring about a new thing. Though mystical in nature and by the Holy Spirit, as we say in the Nicene Creed, Mary's conception of Jesus uh, was unique. She then experienced the normal pattern of human pregnancy and Jesus experienced the normal pattern of embryonic growth. In the fullness of God's plan, Mary visited Elizabeth and the unborn child, John, quickened and proclaimed the coming of the Messiah. Mary's response to Elizabeth's adoration, which we know is the Magnificat, speaks to Mary's willingness to be part of God's plan in the fullness of time of salvation, just as Joseph's willingness to be Jesus' heavenly father does. Jesus' birth was both as human and as humble as one could possibly be. This was a part of God's plan. And now we come to today's gospel. The first visitors to the newborn Jesus, the shepherds were, as you probably know, among the most despised group of their time. They were ridiculed and on the edge of community. If not outright outcasts, they were marginalized, probably poorly educated and impoverished. But in the fullness of God's plan, the angels appeared to them first. And then in the fullness of God's plan, they went and saw and shared and proclaimed and returned to their flocks praising God in the fullness of God's plan. Jesus came to be for all people, in all places, and in all times. In the fullness of God's time, Jesus came to us. In these last days, Jesus came to us. In the present day, God comes to us. In the future, God abides with us. Sometimes we may not know of that presence, but God is here. Sometimes we may willingly cut ourselves off from that presence, but God is with us and hangs around until we are ready to participate in the fullness of God's grace and love. Sometimes we may feel un utterly unworthy of that presence, but my friends, that is our human stubbornness or hurt or anger or brokenness that is getting in the way. In the fullness of God's plan, God's love is never ending and always available. Let's go back to the Advent stations of the creche and Mary and Martha's B&B. &B. Remember that the lesson was about this morning's gospel, the angels visiting the shepherds and the children making their own individual shepherd's pie. 
the third or fourth week of this rotation, a mom came up to me and thanked me for expanding their menu selection for their children. She continued, the other day I asked my son what he wanted for dinner and he told me shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie? Where have you had shepherd's pie? At church. In Mary and Martha's B&B. He then proceeded to tell his mother the story of the angels and the shepherds and the baby Jesus. But most importantly, he told her that not everybody liked the shepherds, but Jesus came to like and to love everybody. A lesson learned. May we know this lesson and remember it too. Jesus came to redeem the world, to like and to love everyone, just as we are. Wherever we find ourselves today, in whatever station of life, whatever financial circumstance, whatever state of health, full of faith or struggling with our faith, whatever state of wholeness or brokenness we find ourselves in, today is in God's plan, a day for you and for me to remember that, to paraphrase John 3.16, God so loves the world that he sends time and time again the only begotten Son to the end that all who believe or who struggle with faith or who seek faith or seek to again find their faith in him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus was born for this in these last days and is always in the day before. God comes for now is the fullness of times. Amen.